All right, welcome to the Coaches Show from the Campus Lounge. I'm Jay Stickney. Joining me, head coach of the DU Pioneer hockey team, David Carl. And, uh, David, it's been a little while again since we've had some hockey. Is last weekend supposed to be in Omaha. That was canceled. Some protocol issues with the uh, Omaha hockey team. And then um, your opponent coming up, St. Cloud State, they had their game postponed last weekend against Minnesota Duluth, which would have been a – you know, a big weekend in the NCHC as well. So we thought we were launching into nothing but NCHC for the rest of the regular season, but have to wait until this Friday night. Yeah, it was uh, put on pause there, unfortunately, um, last weekend. But, um, you know, fortunate in the sense that Omaha and us both shared the same bye week. Um, so easily able to get those games rescheduled. We'll go back out there um, in early February. And now it really is uh, NCHC from here on out. Um, eight straight weekends, 16 games um, to really prepare us and, and to test us as we, uh, you know, we chase down our, our dreams and goals for the end of the year. So um, a very good team in St. Cloud State coming into town this weekend. Um, team that went to the championship game last year has a lot of people back and uh, I think has gotten off to kind of a, truthfully, a sleepy start for them. And um, I think they're, they're starting to crank it up a little bit here. So it'll be a really good weekend of games here at Magnus Arena. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty much the perennial number one preseason pick, both for the media and the coaches, and, of course, the media knows all. But really, I mean, this is a squad that got so many of these uh, 50-year seniors and graduate seniors and and upperclassmen. um, I mean, the entire roster has four freshmen. I mean, it's so rare to see that because, you know, even if you have some walk-on guys or whatever, I mean, four freshmen – it's just an amazing – I mean, who carries the bags when you're on the road? Yeah, great great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe they, may, they they probably have the sophomores. Sophomores got to step up you now. Know? Um, but, no, I mean, they, they would be the, you know, kind of the opposite of, of what we did um, going into the spring and summer of last season and, uh, you know, have a ton of people back, some guys who could have signed uh, certainly pro contracts, NHL deals, um, that chose to return after, you know, the bitter loss in the championship game to UMass. And, um, yeah, very veteran team. A lot of their seniors chose to stay, as you mentioned. Um, you know, we look at their lineup on certain nights, and there might be 17 juniors and seniors um, going. And so uh, very veteran group. Um, one that – so, I mean, I guess the good news is our, a lot of our older guys have seen these guys for a long time. Um, we've had some success against this team and uh, are really looking forward to the challenge and, and introducing really our freshmen um, into this series rivalry. Yeah, one of the things I was going to ask you about this week um, really comes down to more of an overall college hockey situation. I mean, you had a situation at Minnesota where they lose their goaltender, LaFontaine, basically at the halfway point uh, for no other reason than I believe it was Carolina desperate for either an NHL or an AHL player but as a coach i mean there's got to be some sort of unwritten rule with these players that it's like look if you want to go pro go pro but don't leave us halfway through this season yeah i mean that that's uh and I, i'm not trying to bury this kid yeah no and and listen i mean you're you're a young kid he's he's a fifth year senior um started his career at michigan ended up in minnesota was a mike richter award winner last year um an excellent goaltender in college hockey and um, it, it definitely seems a little bit circumstantial um, with Carolina and the goaltending issues that they're having. Uh, but you also see this with, you know, in the NHL with these emergency backups. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just funny. You don't have another 
pro sports league of the major ones that that have a truthfully an amateur yeah. um you know come in I mean, it's as like an a emergency. disney movie ready to go every time exactly yeah and no they're, doubt. they're doing a special on logan o'connor here on the big screen while we're talking of course oc the former pioneer and uh, he left, but he left after the season. Yeah, see, that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and yeah. he went to the local team, so that that always hurts a little bit less. Yep, a um, little, little bit easier to plan. So I, <laughs> I, much as I never feel bad for the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, right? Your heart goes out to them a little bit um, to lose a player in that instance. Sometimes you'll lose them at the holiday break, um, you know, maybe to major, junior, things like that, but. To, to lose your starting goaltender, uh, Mike Richter Award winner, best goalie in college hockey last year on a contending team. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's a challenge. And, top 10 and you can't replace him because no. you can't bring a kid in um, halfway through the semester. So uh, obviously an unbelievable opportunity for the for the kid. Um, really tough situation uh, for the Gophers and, and now what they're left to deal with. Well, it's funny. I mean, I, like you said, players have left, including Pioneer players, but it's you know, it's usually a guy that, you know, maybe isn't getting the minutes that he yeah. wants or, you know, wants to do something different. Um, but the last player that I remember that did this was another Minnesota player. It was Kyle Opozo. Yeah. And he was an All-American quality player who left at the halfway point for Minnesota as well yep. to go to the Islanders. No, that's right. Um, yeah, that would be – you had a good memory. That'd be the last one I can remember as well. Yeah, uh, and so I'm, I'm going. Is it a gopher thing, or is, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that it's it's like as a head coach, I, you don't you don't have the opportunities that you have in the off season if somebody leaves. No, you don't. Um, and you again, you build your roster at the start of the year um, with the intention that that's going to be the group that you that you finish with. And uh, you know, I don't. I'm not. I mean, it, I mean, it did happen kind of, uh, to us last year, yeah. uh, Devin Cooley, right. um, signed, that was before games started, but school had started and, um, we had to bring a, a goaltender in Corbin Kaspersky. We were fortunate enough to, to find a goalie with college experience that came in at the semester break. Uh, but to lose him after the semester starts. And again, he's obviously playing a lot. So, uh, again, it seemed very circumstantial with the situation Carolina was in and it goes back to, you know, how does an NHL team not have enough goaltenders that, you know, they're having to use emergency backups at times and they're having to sign a kid out of college, um, you know, in a pinch. It, it's really too bad. What and, other sport would do that? I mean, can, can you imagine if all of a sudden Alabama didn't have four of their guys for the national championship game because they yeah. they signed contracts? I mean, yeah. It's just, it's no, just, and I, I think there might be even a rule in football that you can't sign uh, pro deals during the season. and. Um, and you know, maybe that's something that, that our body looks at now. Well, I think what's different is it, it, the NFL and, and players before have tried to even go to the Supreme Court to play earlier. Mm -hmm. And the NFL has always had that rule kind of helping colleges that, like, you have to be 21 years old to play. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, whereas, of course, in hockey or in, in basketball and baseball, it's just kind of like, hey, well, I'll sign when, whenever enough. I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and, it, sure. and it's hard for you as a, as a coach to recruit that way, yep. saying, hey, if you come, whatever you do, you can't leave early. Because <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> you're still going to take the, the high-end talent. Now, talking about your high-end talent, you get Carter Savoy back this weekend. Um, you get Massimo Rizzo. Um, and, and then you got a guy in Brett Stapley who not only won the uh, NCHC Player of the Month for December – just won the national player of the one, of the of the month um, for college hockey. So Stapley now jumps into uh, one of the best forwards in, in all the land, and he's a third liner. 
Yeah, I mean, it speaks to um, our depth, and, and we've talked a lot about it in the first half of the year. It's uh, It was a question mark uh, leaving last year and coming into the year, the offensive, you know, production, where was it going to come from? And, you know, we, we felt confident that we had guys in the room that didn't have great years last year that underperformed, and obviously we, we have a lot of – had a lot of confidence in our freshman group that's come in to to do exceptional things so um yeah i mean up front right now it's um you know the points are really spread out uh but high point totals for our top three lines and in particular stapley's line um you know was our best line on the weekend uh definitely on saturday night against fairbanks and uh, i think that's a um, a combination of things it's it's brett being more consistent it's ryan is really comfortable in the role he plays and i think jack devine um, a player who accelerated to come here a year early playing in his draft year um, you know his confidence with and without the puck and just adapting to the college game um, is to starting to to really come as we thought it would um, with players you know in past years troy terry did this uh, Bobby Brink did it where they accelerated, came in, had good first halves, but then really, I think, started to evolve and set themselves up to have great second halves. And I think that that line can, can do a lot of damage. And then teams are left with, do, who do we match against? You know, you have the Stapley line, the Rizzo line, and the, and the Gutman line. It, it makes a lot of problems for, for opposing coaches. Well, and after that weekend against Alaska on, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, You've got Cameron Wright with that hat trick. So now, now he's second on the team and goal scored behind Savoy, who has 12 goals. And now Bobby Brink leads the team in scoring with 26 points. And, and he just keeps looking better and better every week. Yeah, no, certainly. I think um, the group has a lot of confidence offensively. And um, that's a great sign for us um, going forward because, you know, there's you hope all four lines are going on a night. Um, but there's going to be some nights where – you know, we're, we have three, three lines that offensively are good enough to carry us. And if two of them are going, um, I like our chances if we can play well defensively and, and get stops. So, um, it's been a, it's been a real fun group to coach. Um, the offensive swagger and confidence, their ability, I'm sure. I mean, you see it, you get to call the games. And, uh, I, uh, I have a raw voice every Sunday. Yeah. Cause, I mean, this team obviously leads all of the NCAA in scoring. There's never a dull moment. And you also give up a lot of goals. So it's like, you know, you, you go into every game thinking, is it going to be 7-4? I hope they make the field goal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a different animal. But in all seriousness, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, as, as much as the hockey purists, and, and when you get to the postseason, you have those two-to-one games, yeah. or God forbid the one-to-nothing main game. You know, it's like, it's great for the hockey purists. It's horrible for the play-by-play guy. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> we... There's no sympathy for you, Jim, None. though, when, None. when we're scoring seven. Uh, oh, it's great. Ron came down at the start of the year, and he, you know, he's like, oh, a lot of work up there. I said, <laughs> I said Ron, we don't complain about no, scoring no, seven no. goals on a night. No, Ron's and, doing his uh, game notes on the road yeah, all day because yeah, he has so many assists to that's, go back and check. That's our goal is to make you guys work. He's getting calls from every agent going, I think you have to add an assist <laughs> to so-and-so. So, uh, anyway, so we are at the Campus Lounge. This is the Coach's Show with David Carl. We're going to take a Come back, talk about St. Cloud State and the upcoming weekend at Magnus Arena. This is the Coaches Show on ESPN Denver. All right, welcome back to the Campus Lounge right on the corner of University and, God, I always forget that one. Is that Louisiana? 
Exposition. Thank you. I, I knew. I thought it was one of the SEC schools. You drive up and down university, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's all the SEC schools right there. Um, but, of course, Campus Lounge, longtime friend of the DU program, of course, uh, owned for approximately 100 years by, by Jim Wistey and uh, now uh, under new ownership that are absolutely crushing it. I, I heard rumors they're going to put a patio in that's going to go all the way um, to Wash Park, and uh, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. So, no, very, rooftop? very. Is that a rooftop? I, we're not sure. I, I'm, we're still in the design stages. Okay. You know, I haven't seen the architectural designs. I don't. They usually, need to consult you. Well, I don't get involved until mm. you know way late in the process. Yes. So, but no, I've been personally coming here for 25, 30 years. Yeah. So I on mean, and off, as you can tell. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's not the years; it's the miles. So, uh, joining me, Denver head coach. David Carl, Pioneers taking on St. Cloud State. Now, in the national polls, Denver now number six in both national polls. And, and for the first time in a while, it almost matches the pairwise. Um, you were number five this morning when I checked. Mm. I think if somebody breathes, it changes. <laughs> but uh, you're number five in the pairwise, which, uh, of course, is the only poll that, that really matters as we go down the stretch. And I was going to say, I mean, you look at normal years here in the NCHC, uh, eight teams, you know, there's always you got to be in the top four to have that best of three for the NCHC playoffs. And and usually it's like, okay, you can pretty much pick that. And or this year, though, it's like if you're not number one or number two seed, it almost doesn't matter who you play because they're, they're all really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the depth is, is really impressive this year. I think a lot of that um, goes back to how each program kind of, chose to operate in the summer um i think it extended some windows for some programs where they would have had a lot of turnover um like we did and and they were able to get you know a lot of their seniors back for fifth years um you look at omaha uh, western st cloud duluth um and even north dakota bringing in the, the grad transfer so a lot of and obviously we have barrow and, and cam Wright. so i just think it 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 allowed the opportunity for um Maybe some programs like again, I look I think mostly of Western and Omaha probably that had huge senior classes um, get a, a fair number of them back um, to be able to to buoy their roster and, and not have the turnover um, that you would have in a normal year and yeah you look at it now and um, you know that you have six teams you know in the top eighteen in the pairwise and two of those teams are going to be on the road in the first round of our league playoffs, which is uh, yeah, you see, uh, just crazy. It used to be the same. Like, hey, you get home ice, you're, you're pretty much on your way to the you know, frozen face-off. Yep. Um, not, I don't think this year that's the case at all. I, think, I, I mean, yes, if you get the one or two seed, uh, I, I like your chances against uh, who most likely will be in that position, Miami yep. and Colorado College. Um, but, man, the other six, it's kind of like a coin toss. I mean, the, I mean we all thought St. Cloud State was going to run away with it, but really Western's been the best team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Western's been very good. I think North Dakota's probably doing um, better than, than people maybe thought they would, and obviously we were a big part of that, unfortunately, getting swept up there. Um, but, no, the, the depth of the conference um, is exceptional, and um, you very well, I, I think it was in – was it 26, 2015 maybe we had six teams make the tournament? Um, that was the year we lost to Providence out in Providence, but Miami was out there with us. We had six teams make the tournament that year, and you very well uh, could see that this year with the way the pairwise is shaken up right now. 
Now, um, while the unofficial bye week happened with the postponement, Mm -hmm. um, Brent Larson, the head coach of St. Cloud State, named an assistant coach for Team USA for the Olympics. Of course, the Olympics now uh, using the the younger players, the non-NHL players, um, when the NHL pulled out of the Olympics. And, boy, this must seem like a sort of a mad scramble for these guys to try to – put together this coaching staff and these players and who's going to be there because this thing starts in like three weeks yeah and all the uh the team i i believe from my understanding they're, they're going to meet in los angeles on uh january 31st uh and then they're departing for uh china uh on february 2nd and uh getting there for the game so it's 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 got to be pulled together here quickly i believe the full roster is being announced uh toward the end of this week uh, John Van Beesbrook is the general manager of the team. Obviously, NHL personnel were initially um, the, managing the team and picking the team, and you had NHL head coaches, NHL players. So all of that, people just think that it's just the players that aren't going. Um, you've got to think of the whole management staff, the coaching staff. It all has to be. Former Pioneer David Lassonde also on the yep. on the team. Yep. Former yep. Uh, coach for the Pioneer. Yep, yeah, named, uh, named as an assistant coach of the staff. So. No, a, a lot goes into it. I, you know, I think John does. You know, he's the executive director of USA Hockey, puts together a World Junior team. Um, so he's been watching a ton of college hockey this year. It's a very good feel, and I think that's why you'll really see the college flavor um, on this year's roster. In part, also that you know Greenway, Donato, and, and ours, our guy Troy Terry uh, did very well in, back in 2018 as the only college guys on the team. So. Um, I think it all sets up, and some some college kids have already been named and accepted the invitation, and um, the rest of the team will be announced um, here, I think, on Thursday or Friday. So, uh, obviously, Brett Larson will be behind the bench for St. Cloud State this weekend. He will, yes. His his Olympic obligations will not begin yet. (laughs) Well, St. Cloud State, they come in 12-6 overall. They're 4-4 in the conference. You guys are 12-5-1, 5-3 in the conference. Um, and, again, they're led by Kevin Fitzgerald and Easton Brodzinski, who are really essentially both 50-year seniors. Yeah, yeah, they know they are. Um, yeah, they have a ton of depth, um, you know, looking at their lines today um, that they played with. Um, just, again, a ton of depth, a lot of weapons, best power play in the country. Um, you know, a goaltender who's a 50-year senior as well in Rennick. Uh, Perbix could have signed an NHL deal with Tampa, comes back for his senior year. Um, Meyer comes back for a fifth year. So, I mean, there's just there's a lot of pieces, and then they got these little skill guys at St. Cloud. <laughs> they always have always seems the finished guys. The finished guys. Yep, Mietnin, uh, Cronilla, and yep. uh, Okabe, the one Alberta guy on the line. So, uh, very, very good team. Um, a very good freshman in Jack Pert as well that made the World Junior team. Right. So, no, just a lot of depth, not a lot of holes in a lineup that, you know, you – you mirror it to last year's uh, Frozen Four National Championship game lineup. There's not a lot of changes. Um, you know, Jack Pert seems to be probably the only major um, change when you really look at it uh, on the back end, the world junior caliber defenseman. And, and when you look at their goalie, Renick, not to compare him with what's going on with Magnus Krona, but uh, do you think they depend on Renick a little bit more than you depend on Krona? Uh, that's maybe a, that's a, the, the wrong word, but yeah, no, I mean, they, he's been a, I believe he's been a five-year starter for him. I mean, he's played a lot of college hockey. Um, let's not like the LA Kings. Yeah, maybe not <laughs> holding out for that free agency. Maybe, um, yeah, no, I, 
I think they have a, a very good team, and, and he's kind of the you know the backstop for him. He's gotten a little bit better every year. Um, has certainly had some some tough moments in his career, um, particularly in, in national tournament games. Um, but looking at his numbers this year and the team he has in front of him, he's he certainly is a backbone and a huge part of their team. Friday night, eight o'clock, late puck drop, national TV for the Pioneers in St. Cloud State. Um, guys, got to be unbelievably excited about this after this big break. Yeah, no, they are. I mean, we've played two games in the last four or five weeks now. And yeah, three weeks before that. Yep, yeah. yep, no, exactly. So I just um, want to get out of the house. You yeah, know well, we'll let you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. you got Friday. Saturday's game will be 6 o'clock, um, and then I, I don't probably have to have a nap for that one. Yeah, you'll need one. Yeah, yeah. after the 8 o'clock. Well, David, it's been, uh, it's been great to finally talk to you again. Big weekend against St. Cloud State, and uh, good luck. Thank you, Jay. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody here at the Campus Lounge for all their uh, great support and uh, amazing food and beverages down here. If you haven't been down here lately, come on down to the Campus Lounge. you got the NFL playoffs coming on. Three nights of it, Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, NFL playoffs here at the Campus Lounge. Thanks to Kevin Kistner on the board. I'm Jay Stickney saying good night. It has been the Coaches Show from the Campus Lounge.